0: Welcome, folks, to episode 42 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the UK. I'm Chris, otherwise known as True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. A.K.A. Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George, that you are. I was saying to someone the other day that I've I've lost you to Apex Legends. I feel like uh, I feel like a neglected wife right now.
1: Oh, I've been putting some time in. been putting some time in. A few late nights I've had these last few weeks. Hmm.
0: You're not so swift to respond to my messages, man. I'm feeling uh, jilted, bro. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> I've been playing with uh,
1: um, my boy's Rob Shaw. I've been playing with uh, a chap called Chris Williams, who's uh, a friend of mine also called Chris Williams, but not the Chris Williams.
0: Not, not the um, true Chris Williams. <laughs> not the true Mr.
1: Chris Williams. Yeah. Uh, and um, I've uh, finally bullied Javier by on the PS4, so it my first game with him yesterday till one o'clock. All
0: right, very good. Very it's still good.
1: rubbish. At it. It's still rubbish. At it completely.
0: <laughs> well, it's a, it's a weird. I know we we have a habit of starting off our Dice Masters podcast talking about other things. The reason I bring it up is because I thought you might have done an AKA that was Apex Legends <laughs> related, <laughs> AKA Bangalore or something. But it's a weird one. I can't get my head around this battle royale thing because uh, having been a first person shooter gamer for some years now. I'm used to that progression where you accrue better weapons and you build skills up so that every game you play, as you move up the levels, it strikes me that Apex Legends, you just need to parachute in and hide in a corner and you'll just get loads of points for time survived. Yeah, it's
1: quite clever. It's the higher points is for you surviving. It's not your, your kills, is actually quite lower um, experience points for it. But it's more fun, obviously, to charge around and try and kill people.
0: Well, that's it, yeah. It doesn't encourage you to actually get in the mix, does it? And uh, your level doesn't then give you any any benefit, necessarily.
1: No, it's more sort of a survival game. So it's about surviving to the end. Mm. And then getting pushed closer and closer together. So we do a lot of mix. We sometimes just drop in where everyone is and get killed straight away. Or you hide around the edges, get your guns up, wait till there's only a few people left and then they come and kill yeah, you, you straight they? away.
0: What would a Dice Master's Battle Royale look like? <laughs> just, just a load of us all parachute into like, an abandoned warehouse. and With cards and sleeves. Bard. Yeah. I, found, yeah. I found the bard! I found the bard! <laughs> yeah. Who got the streak? Who got the streak? Pinging them. Andy, Andy, I've got a... <laughs> There's a streak over here. There's a streak over here. Uh, yeah, because
1: you've dipped your toe in with the Apex Legends as well, haven't you,
0: I have, yes, yeah, I have. I, I gave it a, a little bit of a go. Um, I'm doing all right. I've been the champion a couple of times. Um, yeah, yeah. So if it goes cross-platform, because I'm an Xbox guy, then we'll we'll have to hook up. I'll show you how it's done properly. Yeah. Like. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, dice so, masters. Out, outside of um, yeah, console gaming, we're all about the tabletop gaming, specifically dice masters. Uh, what have you been up to this last two weeks since we since we spoke a fortnight ago?
1: okay well non-dice masters of apex legends we've spoken about uh, oh, yeah. i got in a couple of weeks ago a few games of arkham horror the card game i've spoken about it before great little game
0: yeah you said you got uh, some expansions go. recently what's that didn't you say you'd, you'd bought some uh, some of the expansions recently
1: i've got quite a few of the expansions they're still in the checkout of a online store somewhere but uh, slowly kind of <laughs> working my way through the 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 campaigns again. So I started at the beginning with a guy who's not played before and uh, just got through the kind of starter pack. So next steps will be the first one and then I'll have to start buying them again. But uh, it's a great game. Nice like a co-op game. I've waffled on about it, I'm sure, before, so I won't go on again. Mm. Last weekend, played a big game of Shadow of Brimstone, which again, I've spoken about before.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Stinky Pedro, my Mexican bandido. Uh, with his dynamite, dynamite and his yeah. <laughs> strong arm that makes him throw it hard. He's doing well. He's got a big kind of disintegrator gun. It's quite cool. You start off in a cave or a mine and you go through like a warp tunnel. You end up in different places, and this time we ended up in like a sci fi futuristic uh, spaceship. Ooh. So even though they're little like Wild West characters, they're walking around this spaceship, which is a bit bizarre. Uh, so I've got like this big space ray gun which then i keep for the next kind of game so that would be interesting coming up coming up against uh, <laughs> cowboy opponents and shooting them with a ray gun <laughs> should be interesting um yeah and so that was my non-dice masters related gaming of the last couple of weeks dice masters wise uh, what have we done I had a little bit of training with your mm, modern constructed is that what you're doing for um you yes. want the weekend, which you'll hear about so i had a little bit of practice of that that's boring as hell, and um, <laughs> then <laughs> played some. Well, we should uh,
0: we should explain that comment. It's because that's just boring, so. it's because I asked you to put together the filthy power team that of uh, a Uanti list, didn't I? Super yes. Uanti list because I wanted to test my team idea against what I consider to be the worst of the worst. Right, now. I mean, sorry, the best of the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and
1: not to say fair play to uh, anyone who has has played the Uanti team for uh, for you know. A tournament or a competition, uh, because after a few games of that, I was ready to stab my eyes out with a pair of scissors.
0: Yeah, they must have an incredibly high stamina for boredom. Yeah, but on the flip side of that,
1: we then had some games last week of mod modern.
0: Mm. The mod modern, yeah, we'll have a chat about that in a sec as well. Absolutely, yeah. very cool. good, very good. Yeah me so How about you, mate? Yeah, so uh, on the non-Dice Masters gaming front... Dice uh, Masters? Yeah, blah, blah, I'm, I'm warming up for the global reverse escalation later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't played anything non-Dice Masters this last two weeks. It's been all Dice Masters all the time for me. So uh, down at my local gaming store, my Tuesday night get-together at Element Games with the Lads, we did, uh, what was it last week? Ladies' Night last week. And then we did Mod Modern this week. Um, is the new big thing this is the new big thing so a couple of the guys um hello right, gents um hello um they have been listed to the podcast and kind of were switched on by i suppose the theory behind us playing with just the avengers infinity batch and the Warhammer 40k batch around Let, let's get familiar with the more modern stuff it should there be a rotation although uh, i've got something to say about that in a sec um and so they wanted to give it a go, so we played that. And then we had our one big weekend event on Sunday. This was at Fanboy 3 in Manchester City Centre, which was a modern, constructed event. There's, I've done a tournament report and put the team lists up on the BritRoller6.com blog, if anyone wants to go and take a look at that. Um, I came out top spot. Well yes. Done. Yeah, it was very close at the end. It came down to strength of schedule, because me and three other players had the same result. but the strength well done, of Pembo. Yeah, Pembo was in third, Mike Ryder had the same result, and Cleggy had the same result. So it came down to, I think the strength of the schedule came down to me and Cleggy at the top end, and I came out top. So yeah, that was good. Uh, so I was very pleased to pick up the prize cards and get involved, and that now means I've got an um, entry into the online face-off, as well as Cleggy as number two. Um, so we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, I did some playtesting games with our man Ben Scott. Good evening, Ben. That was testing out my modern one, my modern constructed ideas for the upcoming two-team takedown from CR Game Room. I've uh, mm-hmm. signed up to get involved in that online tournament that's about to kick off. So yeah, it's just been all Dice Masters all the while. Very nice. And then writing blog posts and you know, editing audio and. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I spent quite a long time editing backwards words this past week
0: yes yes well let's talk about that let's talk about what's coming up in the show shall we so we've got a community focus coming up straight after this intro uh it's been a pretty spoiler tastic time in the Spoilers. world of, in the world of dice masters and there's also a few little other interesting tidbits that have been leaking out of the gamma trade fest we'll have a bit of a chat about that then uh as promised in our last episode we had some correspondence from uh stew our man Art, asking us to do a team build around a card so we've uh, I don't know if we've built a team so much as just rambled on about yeah, the card. but rambled on, mostly. Maybe. Uh, I'm using the word maybe in the strongest possible terms. You might find something useful in that, stew. I don't know. Uh, and then we've got the third part now of the Andy's Q Branch Global Reverse Scalation Challenge. So we'll be revisiting that. And then by the time we've covered all that ground, that should bring us to the close of the episode. So quite a, quite a jam-packed, fun-filled exciting journey once again yeah absolutely so uh without further, should we just get into it i don't think is there anything more to say at this point uh no no let's get on with the spoilers let's get on with the spoilers yeah absolutely right into the community focus then folks
1: this is london
0: calling here is the new Yes, welcome back, folks, and so, uh, well, this week, as as of time of recording, although it will be last week, (laughs) by the time you listen to this episode, uh, it was a pretty spoiler-tastic week in the world of Dice Masters, lots of stuff going on, so I I don't even know where to begin, where do we begin? Where do these spoilers come from, Chris? Uh, Well, many, many sources, let's start with the solicits page the Dice Masters solicits page or WizKids solicits page so uh, earlier in the week the guys over at DM North that's Son of El Jordo, and you know that other guy Beholder no I don't think that was his name uh-huh. They clocked on the solicits page that a new Spider-Man campaign box uh, and a single team pack, there's only been one announced with this, not a second one, it has appeared miraculously on the on the solicits page. And the Spider-Man set is called the Spider-Man Team-Up campaign box. And lots of juicy things in the description there, but it mentions characters like Gorgon, uh, Typhoid Mary, uh, Heroes for Hire, Cloak and Dagger, some of them revisits the cards that we've seen before, but some of them some of them new. The team pack that they mention is the Spider-Verse team pack, um, and it sounds like it's going to have many of the characters that were in the movie that's not long been uh, into the Spider-Verse, like Spider-Ham, which I think is really cool and quirky, Spider-Man Noir, which was voiced by Nicolas Cage, incidentally, in the film. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And Leopardon, Leopardun, I don't know who that is. I'm not familiar with Leopardun.
1: I'm going to take a guess that he's maybe like a leopardy man.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry. My um, encyclopedic comic book nerd knowledge does not extend to Spider-Man, I'm afraid. It's not a title that I've engaged with a great deal. So I I don't know a lot in that Mm -hmm. space there. So if it's not been in a TV show or a movie, I'm not really with it. Uh, so, yeah, I suppose that's the first one, the solicits page, with um, two new sets announced. They're marked up as November 2019, and if you head on over to DM North and take a look in their news feed, you'll see the post with more details there.
1: Yeah, if you believe that's coming out in November, <coughs> well done.
0: Yeah, we love <laughs> we love your optimism. Yeah, uh, But the second batch of news... Uh, so this week is the Gamma Trade Fair, which I think is a game association manufacturers, something or other. Anyway, it's a, it's a game makers, publishers, distributors kind of convention thing going on out in the US of A. And much of the other news was coming out of Gamma. Yo, Gamma, Gamma. Yo,
1: Gamma, Gamma. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, a few of our North American friends had um i don't know contacts who were attending the convention uh, and were Ooh, friend friend uh we're leaking <sighs> leaking news out once again that north american advantage boys although i was still up when the when the stuff started hitting facebook oh yeah yeah sleeps for the week
1: <laughs> surprised they didn't invite you over, guest speaker
0: they, they did, man, they did, but I had, you know, other commitments. It's just one of those things. If, if I accepted every guest speaker invitation that I received, I'd never have time to, you know, podcast with you or do a job, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I play. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. I mean, I, when the Queen asked me to go down, I head down to see her, of course. Well, yeah, you do that. Yeah, give her a hug like she loves it. Fist bumps for me. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I think I said, wasn't there a thing in the paper about that? I think I saw a picture of you. Yeah, we've got
1: this uh, little handshake, this little kind of like, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air style handshake that we do. It's very cool.
0: Yeah, sure, sure.
1: She is sick. Whack. Yeah,
0: she's definitely down with the kids. She knows what's the what. Hey. A little known fact for the listeners, actually, when, uh, in fact, both the princes, when they were about to have their babies when they fell pregnant and they were looking for name suggestions, uh, it was uh, was actually Andy here who, who they called up and asked for the name selection. Uh, Andy being quite uh, as everybody knows quite a caper he's, he's got a lot of AKAs he dove deep into his library of AKAs and he sacrificed a few that he now shall not use on the podcast because he gave them to the princess to name the children
1: yeah 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 Harry was quite keen on Willie Fisterbottom but uh Megan overruled him
0: oh uh, see yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah these Hollywood types you see they just don't get it
1: no they just don't get they get true Britishness
0: yeah yeah you know, onwards and upwards though. Spoilers onwards. then. Spoilers, yeah. Uh, so uh, it was coming out of Gamma. There was a few bits hit Facebook, but if you guys head on over to Gaming with Sidekicks, uh, Isaac and Stuart over there. Um, hello Isaac, hello Stuart. Um, I've got um, some uh, probably the best quality pictures I've seen, but there's been a couple floating around. And there was some really juicy stuff in here. So we saw some card picks from the x-men forever dark x-men and x-force team pack release uh, which is according to this is due in may which included uh, kitty pride rachel summers hope summers beast and cyclops some, some of the game text is tough to make out but it looks like there's definitely a strong kind of um, affiliation focus in there around yeah. the x-men themselves so it looks like kitty pride and cyclops you know when i zoom in and squint and cock my head it looks like they might discount fielding costs or purchase costs or something
1: yeah, it looks like Kitty Pride is purchase cost. I don't know. They might both be purchase cost.
0: Well, I'm hanging. I'm hanging on. Someone will turn up with some higher res images, yeah. hopefully, um, in in the next couple of days. Maybe by the time this episode goes out on Monday. But uh, the artwork looks looks great. Uh, I'm loving the artwork on there for sure. I like that. I hope Summers were like a energy hands. Kind of makes me a bit sad that we don't get them in foil anymore. That Rachel Summers with the flames yeah. behind her would look really awesome in foil.
1: Yeah, Beast looks cool. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. nice artwork.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've then got a sneak peek of a couple of cards from the Fracture of Biel Tan, the Warhammer 40k release that's, uh, again, according to this, due in June. So we've got a Guardian there who's like a Eldar dude with range. We've got a Demonite, which is, you know, some kind of chaos demon thing who forces sidekicks to block. And then a basic action called Recoup, which caught my eye because it's got a sidekick-making global on a basic action. Yeah, it's two
1: energy, doesn't
0: it? It is 2 energy, and it's only on your turn. I think if I again, if I squint and cut my head once.
1: Yeah. And the ability to gain one life for each psychic character to die in your field zone. Yeah, so it's
0: interesting. Pretty nice, isn't it? Interesting. Well, I suppose it's one of them. I mean, on my wish list that I did at the beginning of the year, I said a, a basic action with a psychic making global would be useful, so that you could take new P X G out of your core eight. You know, you'd have your own mimic. So the level of advantage that the global's giving to your opponent as a basic action global. Um, actually, no, I'm talking bobbins there. Ignore that last comment, but still, it frustrates me that I have to fill up two to three card slots for that ramp in my core eight, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but looking good, yeah, looking good on the 40k front. Then there was, uh, this is the, the really big news, though, there's a D&D set in the pipeline called in Waterdeep.
1: That box looks cool as well, that artwork.
0: Yes, yeah, and Very there's nice. there's two team packs with that. Uh, Adventures in Waterdeep and the Zentarim. So that's looking that's looking pretty exciting. And there was a couple of cards spoilt for that. The one I, I would like to particularly draw people's attention to is the uh, the one with the obscure keyword. Hang on, I just moved off the window. Have you got it open in front of you? Yeah. When you
1: use an action die, this character is unblockable till end of turn. He's a free cost. Stats, uh, yeah, right, one 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 two one one two two. It's a free cost fist.
0: Yeah, but he's he got Infiltrate, like a fish doesn't he? man. He's got Infiltrate as well, though, hasn't
1: he? He's also got Infiltrate as well.
0: Yeah. So, you know, so get two or three of them out with a Black Widow from Guardians of the Galaxy. Fire off a cheap action, yeah. like Throne Brick or Ping. And you've got, you know, big Infiltrate damage, and you don't need your Angela. Super Rare Angela.
1: Ooh, see Nice. Man?
0: Always thinking, always thinking me. And then WWE, we saw the box. Uh, now, news about WWE, it has been confirmed that the uh, card images are going to be f- uh, photographs, real real shots sense. Of, of the wrestlers. Yeah, we did wonder if it was going to be artwork or not. Yeah, I know you say it makes sense, but there's, there's definitely some quite well-known WWE artists about. So uh, that's that's a bit of news on WWE. And we've got the names of the team packs now. I don't know if they've been announced Maybe they have been announced before, but it's Tag Teams and Bitter Rivals. Uh, but one thing of particular note with the WWE announcement is they've got a playmat listed.
1: Ooh. Mm. I hope he takes, uh, Jimmy takes our idea of making it like a ring. So the the attack zone, use pile prep area is like a wrestling ring. <laughs> well,
0: who That'd knows? That'd be quite cool. Yeah, who knows? Time will tell. But again, we'll find out. In August, it says here, so we'll probably know by August next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, a lot, yeah, lots of spoiler-tastic stuff, so uh, hit up uh, Dice Masters Unlimited and have a mooch through the news feed there, or we'll go over to Gaming with Sidekicks and have a look at those pickies, and if anybody's got better eyesight than me and wants to try and figure out those game texts, please do, I'd be interested to know. Uh, but the other news coming out of Gamma, which um, this one's a little bit sadder, was that there are no plans... For Dice Masters WKOs in the pipeline at all at least that seems to be the indication well it's not very clear it's a quote that you know it's ended up on Facebook sort of third hand like a guy who told a guy has told a guy (laughs) in an instant message kind of thing so the accuracy of it and the core source who knows could be hearsay but if it is true it'll be a shame yeah, questions to be answered there. Yeah, hence why in the intro I was saying, you know, rotation is rotation that hmm. much of a big deal, you know?
1: Does does it matter? Yeah. Um, probably still be nationals events, don't they?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing word on that. There's a, converse, a UK-based conversation about nationals and what's going to happen with that and what's going on there. Um, I haven't got anything, that I, you know, I can speak about publicly at this stage, but you know, there's, there's conversations that appear to be ongoing and again though it's like a guy spoke to a guy who heard it from a fella who knows the, ne- who's the next door neighbor of the sister of um you know the girl who babysits for justin ziran oh you know as well yes yeah yeah she babysits my um. pair sometimes too so the accuracy of it all isn't you know uh, and sometimes it contradicts what what we're, we're hearing directly from WizKids kids ourselves which is always a little concerning well, we'll find
1: out. I think mean, we've got we've proved with one big weekend and the MODPDMs uh, that uh, we don't necessarily need them.
0: No, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I suppose it's just more about the kind of uh, the unique pricing support. But we've got the OP sets coming down the pipeline, haven't we? So, yeah, if they ever get delivered over this side of the water. So yeah, we'll just sort of figure things out for ourselves. We'll get online, you know but interesting interesting news nonetheless but i hmm. suppose it just reinforces that move to the tabletop casual approach yeah who knows
1: yeah just looking at this box with the rock on the front i mean that's just um you know screaming for what's the word i'm looking for uh, off the cuff purchase and it? it's like you walk into a shop you see it you like wwe oh that looks fun grab that maybe not grab anything else but yeah. just have that and play at home and have your characters and your favourite pant-wearing wrestlers and mm. play as a standalone and then maybe you know, go oh let's get a play map to play with one that would be fun
0: yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so time will tell on, on the WKO front but yeah you're right I think uh, you know WWE uh, is clearly positioned as Warhammer was to attract more attention and bring in more players to the game yeah and mm. um, cool so there we go. Uh, so that's that's all the big news on the Dice Masters front from this last two weeks.
1: Loads of stuff, isn't it? They're Ooh. certainly like keeping it going. How many sets are due to be released now? So what
0: Six. we got there? X-Men, Spider-Man, 40K2, uh, WWE, and now the new D&D. Five. Five. Each yeah, with a batch five. of accompanying team packs as well. Yeah,
1: that's a lot of stuff coming our way.
0: And organised play kits planned up until the beginning of summer as well. Coolio Beños. Well, yeah, I was going to you know, for, for the naysayers out there, uh, it, it, the outlook is looking more positive. Although I'm sure someone will come out in the woodwork and say, oh, they're just rushing all the product out before it dies. <sighs> there's, there's no pleasing some people. There most certainly is not. That, anyway. remi- that reminds me of a great, great quote by Noel Gallagher once at the Brit Awards. He said, you know, you won the award tonight, you're feeling happy. I said, am I feeling happy? I've won a Brit award for the best album. I'm part of the biggest band in the world. I've got a Jaguar on my drive and I don't even know how to drive. I've got a big mansion in the countryside, a swimming pool, all the guitars, women and drugs I could ever want in my life. And you're asking me if I'm happy? No, I'm not. I want more.
1: (laughs) He's a knob though, isn't
0: he? Uh, Yeah, but he writes a banging tune.
1: Mm, I always preferred the Boys.
0: (laughs) well okay then we're just cut from a different cloth on that front i suppose (laughs) we what is it time to to yeah time to move on time to move on okay on to the next segment then boys and girls yes welcome back dear listeners and for this next segment now we're going to address a little bit of listener correspondence we got a message from our man Stu, mr dixon otherwise known as Stu.art, our resident uk blank card illustrator and Stu has written to us and said hey guys wondering if you could help me with a modern team brew and maybe add to it as a section on the podcast i'm trying to build around the uncommon enchantress from the t- tmt the mighty thor set and instant <laughs> war I threw on an uncommon danger room to help clear the field on both mine and my opponent's turn. I also used the ought knob that buffs from KO'd characters to punch in the face. It was a bit janky in playtesting, and just wondered how you would build around Enchantress in Instant War. Thanks for the help, and keep up the good work. And then, he didn't write this, but it was implied. I think you're amazing. I listen to the podcast every day. <laughs> every day? Every day, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Stu, yeah, Absolutely. So there we go, Andy. Uh, so we got that a little while ago, and we've been, for pun intended, we've been stewing over this one for a little while now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it, Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one. I suppose the first thing to bottom out is what does Uncommon Enchantress actually do? Do you want me to read her out? Yeah, do your thing.
1: Cool. She is a six-cost mask with a mystic affiliation. That is Enchantress, the art of seduction. Max four dice ability is when enchantress is active when an opposing character die is fielded that die deals one damage to all other opposing character dice and her stats are 153 163
0: yeah she's not a slouch in the stats department is she no she's not she's good no and um Stu is trying to pair that up with instant war uh, it's a basic action that a number of players will be familiar with but it's from the uh, battle for ultramar set and that says each player draws three dice and fields all sidekick dice drawn this way each player places the remaining dice in their bag or used pile so essentially then the combo here is to get enchantress out in the field She forces your opponent to do one damage to all their characters whenever they field a character, and then using Instant War to essentially put them in a position where they have to field something, or Mm. as much as possible, I suppose, um, so that everything gets pinged. And then using the Uncommon Danger Room, which says, until the start of your next turn, when a character die takes damage, KO that character die. So do a minimum of one, but maybe up to three on the Instant War. And clear their field down so that you can storm over with something. Either clear it down in their go or force it down to happen using your instant war in your yeah. turn. Yeah. So it's an interesting idea, absolutely. And I, and I must admit, Stu and listeners, it's uh, Danger Room, Uncommon Danger Room and Instant War. Uh, and this kind of Danger Room board clear approach is something I've been playing around with for a while. I'm not sure I've cracked it yet <laughs> so, so my advice might be completely useless um, but I, I suppose the first challenge there is the fact that Enchantress is a six cost
1: yeah that's right so you're looking at your your ramp and your discount uh, to get it out you want to get it out pretty early you want to get it out there so that it's doing its thing when your opponent's trying to kind of build up their characters work out what they're doing putting things in their field and causing mayhem so we all know from from Wales this year that Cree captain global uh, paid two fists to make the next purchased one three cheaper. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the ring of winter pay a bolt and your six cost becomes a four cost or two less is good for getting six costs out super quick. So you could go that route. Alternatively, you could go kind of the ramp route. So. Mimic ramp with Billy Club. We've spoken about this before, and your PXG, new PXG Global, can get you up to the uh, to the six dice needed pretty quick. And with a cheeky shield for a res you've got that through next turn.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I think both we've spoken about before, but both think applicable, kind of in, in just getting that enchantress out. You want to? I don't think it's it's not an end game finisher, really, is it? It's a get out, get early get in the face and start causing havoc whilst you try and work out the rest of your strategy to get your, your damage that.
0: yeah sure and that's where the Ork knob comes in of course because he, he gets um, plus one plus two for every character KO'd so if you played the instant war on your turn and forced your opponent then to KO down their characters you're looking at them building up his strength my recent experience of playing with the Ork knob is that he doesn't quite just uh, I was finding I could get him up to maybe a, th- a plus three or or a plus four, making him a six or a seven attack character, but not quite the big, you know, the full on big hit that you needed to, to yeah. finish an opponent off. Well, one thing I was wondering about, uh, specifically about the board clear elements of it, less so much about there just being a pain in the backside, wreaking havoc as you describe, was perhaps <clears throat> taking the knob out and looking at if there's a lot of sidekicks floating around. For example, your Instant War, you may be fielding sidekicks of your own, or if you're using something like Mimit Ramp to get yourself up to that 6 cost and you've got just lots of sidekick stuff going on, then maybe boosting the attack strength of those sidekicks could be a way to go, so cards like Wong, giving them all plus one, plus one, or Malakith giving them plus one, plus one, or the Batman from the Harley Quinn set, which I think gives them plus two plus two attack. So rather than trying to get a single character, like the Ork Knob, up to a big enough strength to do your big punchy hit, maybe take advantage of those sidekicks that you could be drawing out and fielding yourself as a result of the instant war, give them all plus one, plus one, and now your little one-one weenies become two-two weenies, and it's you know an, an accumulating effect or the batman uh, he is a five cost which again is a, a challenge for you for your ramp yeah. because you're looking to buy a six cost but he gives them plus two attack so now you've got three attacking sidekicks and they come to a total of nine if you get three out
1: yeah no that, that's a good idea thanks mate that's cool in the same vein um dum dum duggan
0: personal favorite uh yeah because you'll have a lot of sidekicks out getting boosted up yeah
1: i mean he can he can quickly be away if if you build three sidekicks with instant war that's going to put him up obviously plus three if you've got any others for mimic and whatever else you at a two cost it's going to be a quick punchy way of doing a load of damage similar to uh the the orc knob actually i found that one or two just didn't quite do the business or didn't at nationals anyway
0: yeah sure yeah um which is why i'm sort of looking at the what the resources that i've already got in front of me i'm probably gonna have lots of sidekicks about let's make lots of things get a little bit bigger rather than trying to get one thing really big because it just i don't know i just found using it in my invitational team that ought nob i just couldn't quite get him i was always finding myself like i've cleared the board i can do an attack and i'm one short (laughs) you know (laughs) it's 19 and And they're on 20 life or something yeah or it happened to me against dm armada i was like you're on 17 and i've got 16 attack here what is going on you know so maybe using the resources that you got around in front of you uh, and going for the board clear that also might make might want to make you think about well is danger room the way to go just let enchantress recur havoc as Andy describes, and just go for the board clear on your turn and perhaps just look at a Staff of the Forgotten One or a Seething Corruption and fire it off on your go. Yeah. One, one thing I did come across that I thought might be an interesting one to look at was the Goliath fighter from Tomb of Annihilation. Are you familiar with this one, dude? Uh,
1: you, the only familiar you've just told me before we started recording?
0: <laughs> yeah, so this, so this guy's a three-cost fist. He's not two one, not two two one three three. He's got experience, but then his game text also reads: while Goliath Fighter is active, at the end of each turn, if two or more opposing NPC characters were, dice were KO'd, Goliath Fighter gains an experience token. So the nice thing about him, if particularly if you're using the danger room approach, where you're killing things on their turn and on your turn, is that that stat boost, unlike Ort knob where it only happens when the on the turn that they're KO'd, that stat boost will accumulate and keep accumulating.
1: Yeah, and it, the the more it accumulates, the harder it is to shift, isn't it? Because plus one attack, plus one defense for experience.
0: Yes, that's right. And equally, if your opponent's using any monsters, which is not unfeasible in this day and age, where teams quite commonly have. You aunties, pseudo dragons, golden dragons, you know. Then he'll accumulate more experience from, from their death also.
1: Yeah, so you could just sit there and slowly tot up to uh, to twenty
0: and then yeah. push them over. Yeah, absolutely. So rather than trying to get your alt knob big just in the in the turn and do it in the turn that the KOs are happening, maybe someone like the Goliath Fighter, if you're relying on the sidekick push from Instant War he'll just grow and grow and grow until you're ready. You know, was something I was thinking about.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Another one that you mentioned in a similar vein, that's trying to go with the KO aspect is the uncommon fix it smashing style where, um, when a character dice is KO'd, Mr. Fix it gets plus two attack and plus two defense until the end of turn. So, um, if you've got enchantress out at six cost, this is also a six cost. So you're going to have to run it pretty lean and and be just ramping like uh, a maniac. A maniac indeed to get these two six costs through. And then even then, if, yeah, if they if they've got sidekicks out, and they're not getting knocked out. That's yeah, that could rack up if he's on his top basis eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen for just the three sidekicks they've they've gone through. And then she five, six, six. Yeah. So potentially you could you could get lucky and swing through with just those two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the difference between him and the Oort Knob, of course, is that he starts on such a beefy yeah. attack. And so the, the KOs are more potent when they're adding to him. Uh, and he's plus two, plus two, rather than um, the Oort Knob is a bit more weighted in defence. He gets plus one, yeah. plus two. Yeah. So if, if you're up to the ramp challenge of buying two six costs, which, let's face it, it's not the most difficult. It's not as difficult nowadays as, as it used to be. Mm. That might be a way to go, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's protection as well. I mean, what you've got is if if you you stick with uncommon danger room, you can you can get pinged on your turn. So, if, for example, if I had enchantress in the field, and then I play the uncommon danger room, my opponent, if he's canny enough, is going to keep bolt back. And if there's any form of ping mechanic, be a jubilee with professor x magic missile yeah i'm just going to flick her off and make you re-roll her again well no then she's not going to be there for my turn so i'm not going to have to worry about any kind of fielding or getting blanket damaged uh, until next turn and i'll just do it again
0: yeah yeah absolutely so um there's definitely things to be looked at (laughs) i mean you went straight for my favorite card the new black widow Yeah, Black Widow boobs. Yeah, which, but then she's also a risk for you if your opponent's got that new promo. So, some form of additional removal that's not a damage removal might be might be worth looking at. So, capture blob, (sighs) bloody three cost shriek pains me to say it. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I was having a quick look because with that Black Widow. Because the Enchantress, the, the wording is quite clever because it's like, so when the opposing character dice is fielded, that die deals one damage to all other opposing character dice. Oh. So any anything that your opponent's got that is protecting them from your dice, it's, your, it's not your dice that's doing the damage, it's their own dice.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Uh,
1: that Black Widow is damage done by opposing abilities
0: yeah so i'm that's,
1: guessing it's still the opposing ability that's doing the damage
0: yeah so that's like lantern ring used to do where it gave the damage to the dice attacking rather than coming from the lantern ring itself didn't it yeah yeah
1: or uh, but this one's giving it to your opponent's dice so it's like i can't think of an example but if your opponent's got like that like says like dum-dum-dug and i think he protects the sidekicks from your opponents and i think that is just character dice and abilities but you get the idea if it's got something that's just protecting from your opponent's abilities, then it's not well, not your opponent's damage done by your opponent. Then it's not damage done by your opponent. It's damage done by your own dice. So that could get a way get around some things. Yes. If yeah. I'd have thought about it sooner, I'd have got some examples. But I just thought of it when you were talking.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, well, one other thing we were we were discussing uh, around sort of team building here was. Spamming your actions. So if you were using something like the Goliath Fighter, where you wanted to do it turn after turn for two or three turns to build up his strength, then uh, Super Rare Mr Miracle might be a a way to go. He gives action dice boomerang. So if you wanted to just keep getting your instant wars and your uncommon danger rooms back into Mm. your prep area for a reuse next turn, Tabaxi Rogue is another obvious fit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know for the instant war we all know what that does but also his uh his or her her it's global might be <clears> handy because <throat> you could force your opponent to reset their bag to increase the chances of there being sidekicks in there to be fielded
1: yeah yeah i mean i thought golden wise i know Stu said about modern but golden wise the white tiger global so you haven't got to wait for instant war to kind of cycle round. you can play a fist at least they must field a sidekick that turn. It's not May. They must field a sidekick from their use pile.
0: Yeah, so then it kicks it off. One damage to everything while your danger room's in effect. Clear the field down. I mean, if, yeah, we talk, if we're talking golden, though, I'd, I might be inclined to, if you're using instant war with Enchantress, I might be inclined to forget about the danger room in terms of doing the getting it done on their turn, drop down to something a little safer like Staff of the Forgotten One or Seething Corruption. Which is only on your turn, but obviously more in your control. Then you don't you don't have to necessarily protect yourself so strongly mm. against it. And uh, I don't know. I'd look at something like X23 super rare X23. So clear that field down, fill your your opponent's prep area, and then attack with the X23. Which I think oh, I haven't got it in front of me, but doesn't she? You roll your all the dice in all the prep areas, and she gets something like uh, an attack bonus for everyone that rolls energy or something.
1: Something like that, isn't it? Hang on. I've it's got... a bit hit and
0: miss, but...
1: Sidekick Apple. Here we go. Blades of Rage. Uh,
0: sounds right to me.
1: Yeah, so when X-23 attacks, roll all dice in all players' prep areas. For each <coughs> energy rolled, X-23 gets plus two attack. Count energy symbols on faces that show energy. Turn all rolled dice to the respective prep areas. So you could... Uh, Easily end up with, with, again, with a buffer plus two.
0: Yeah, and if you...
1: you're knocking all these sidekicks out and everything else.
0: Yeah, if your opponent's rolling sidekicks and then KOing them from Instant War and Enchantress, that's the chances of them rolling energy are higher, aren't they, of course? So if we were doing Golden, I'd look at something maybe like her. Uh, But Stu... You know, obviously you're obviously looking for modern right now. So, yeah, that's that's about as far as we got there, Chief. I hope there's some little ideas in there. You've probably already thought about the ramp. I, I would probably say that or, or knob. I mean, I like it. I've obviously been playing with the card myself lately, but I might go for something that um, is a, the resources are a little bit more in my control and not relying so much on, on what my opponent's got in the field because I was finding that pe- people play lean, they play three or four dice, even with instant war in the mix. You, you just might not get that fighting strength you're looking for. So I'd look yeah. something like the Goliath Fighter or boosting my sidekicks or giving a stat bump to everything. You mentioned uh, the Poison Ivy. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, Sorry, thing. that's that's a good point. Uh, so this that's is... A she's a very popular card with me at the moment. She's a uh, budding interest. She's a four-cost mask. Not one two, not two four, one three six. But a game text reads: While poison ivy is active, when an opposing non-villain's character dies, its controller loses one life. So I've got her in my alt nob team, and I dr- just drop her in the field if if I know my opponent's um, you're obviously no good against a villain team. But if there's certainly a lot of sidekicks knocking around or non-villain characters, I drop oh, her in the field for oh, just a little oh. bit of extra punch because it's lose life. It's harder to counter
1: yeah and with Huntress as well the Huntress that when your opponent feels a character deal one damage to an opposing character dice
0: if you had all three of them out
1: your yeah, opponent would be pulling their flipping hair out yeah
0: it'd be oh. pretty pretty pre- prohibitive they wouldn't yeah. have a character all. So, I oh, play... oh, oh,
1: on a field me, um, me mimic oh I field me mimic but he's going to get pinged off everything's going to take some damage <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and uh, then I lose a life for everything that's been KO'd. All I do was feel the flipping ramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Can't get me spot out, can't get anything out, leave me alone. Uh, I can't have any sidekicks. Yeah. I used to play uh, a golden team, admittedly, but I used to play a da- an Uncommon Danger Room team. That Andy, you faced against it a few times. There was that Huntress and Static, the one that does one ping when your opponent rolls two or more dice and just be like, right, Uncommon Danger Room's active, so kill that, <laughs> kill that, kill that, <laughs> and just really keep that field, your opponent's field, right down all the time. That lacked punch, though. That was always a problem for that one.
1: And, yeah. If you okay. got those bits out, it's going to be really prohibitive, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's the problem. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of Johnny player that falls into this trap all the time. That once you're in a position where you're looking, your combo is th- three plus dice to be effective, you're suddenly in a tricky spot because you you just can't compete against um, people who are racing to two cost strategies like you anti and Suda Dragon um, or using ring of winter for fast dragons and stuff like that you know yeah which is a challenge will always be a challenge so what i do which is proving challenging is i go to the control first and then try and move to my wing condition but then you're playing on the back foot all the time so it's a really interesting card and i hope we give you some ideas that um you can build something out of but i think Stu, you might be suffering from the, the true mr six syndrome <laughs>
1: i don't know how else to put that really what a nice thing to be uh, suffering from
0: oh thanks mate
1: yeah, that's
0: right thanks mate true mr six syndrome what it is, is you have shaggy hair bushy beard adidas that's everywhere <laughs> and a, a general grumpy stroke salty attitude to everything all the time <laughs> <laughs> put a venerable dreadnought on the team that'd be a good idea oh geez and shriek yeah yeah. And that new scarecrow that I think is going to be really annoying. Yeah, there you go. There's three new
1: you, your cards. Enchantress, that's four. <laughs>
0: Ultraman, that's five. <laughs> Beholder and Imprisoned. <laughs> Beholder.
1: Imprisoned. There you go. That's half your team. Yeah, yeah. PXG.
0: Yeah. There you go. There's all your, uh, your eight cards. Yeah. What are you doing even playing modern? Build a golden team out of it. <laughs> yeah, Parallax. <laughs> eight
1: Parallaxes. There we go. I think we've, uh, we sold we've milked it. this one dry.
0: Yeah, we've sold it. Uh, we've not even looked at like new Justice stuff that might help you out with that. There's probably some stuff in there.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to have to wait through a, a, a few years for that, so it's probably best to not go into it.
0: Yeah, 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 I'll only annoy you, Stu, yeah. Uh, oh, you could always put a kingpin on the team.
1: Message yeah. received?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Stu, uh, I hope that's helpful, and folks, I hope, you know if anyone's got any suggestions for Stu's uncommon Enchantress, Danger Room, and Instant War combo idea, then fire them over to us and we'll read them out on the next episode yes welcome back folks and at this point now i'm gonna hand over to my esteemed colleague mr england or momentarily who's uh, gonna pick up this segment it's a Q&A segment this is this marks the return or, or part three I don't how do you want to describe it the exciting conclusion of the global reverse escalation segments so if you're, if you're just joining us for the first time today, and you've not listened to previous episodes and don't really know what this global reverse escalation thing's all about. Uh, my man Andy here likes to go away into his cube ranch and tinker around with random quizzes and games and challenges for me. And the most recent one has been to take card titles and subtitles, record them, reverse it. <laughs> this sounds very convoluted, actually. Now I'm saying out loud. <laughs> then get me to repeat the reverse version flip me back around to then see how accurately i've got it does that sound right i think it's explained that very well well thank you very much i do try i do try but it's with a bit of a twist this today's segment isn't it my mum it is because
1: we asked you guys out there to have a go as well Mm. and after a fair little bit of cajoling from chris we had some entries
0: yeah i went old school salesman Started, he did. He didn't started, do too bad, though, eh? Hey? started canvassing people. <coughs> hey, where's your entry? Come on. Yeah. So you have, once again, given me a uh, a number of audio files with strict instructions not to listen to them until we sit down and record this evening. So I'm now going to hand over to you to take control of the segment, and Ooh. I will follow your lead, good sir. Uh, you know, the first thing I've
1: said, I've, I may have not told the truth about the one that we sent out to everyone. It might not be a dice master's card. Really? (laughs) 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 Well, what is it then? Uh, We're we're about to find out. Uh, So we had entries in from seven people, well, six, if we don't include you, Sure. uh, people. And um, I've got to rack them up in order of what I think is the best starting with you which is the worst
0: is it really (laughs) Um, so i
1: thought what we could do is we could work our way through well we'll work way through seven because number eight i'm not sure what planet they're on um uh, (laughs) but what we do is if you go into we'll have to do this simultaneously and then i'll edit in afterwards i hope everyone appreciated the editing that the last global reverse glation segment took because that was an effort and a half
0: <laughs> and um,
1: on the was it the sunday it was on the sunday just before we were about to uh publish it i was getting you to send me audio clips on your phone because <laughs> uh, it hadn't worked at all and i had to redo it all and so that's why the it goes loud and quiet but i'm sure you probably didn't notice that uh, so go into uh, file one
0: Okay, file one, and this has got my name in it. It says Chris and Chris Reverse. So uh, shall I play the original first? Yes,
1: let's have a listen to that one.
0: All right, let me just take my earpiece off. I-L-S-N-A-M-S-N-A-T Head to a square head stalad snap he Where am I? Um, okay. <laughs> and then right, this so that- is... Go on.
1: Yeah, so, so that's your reversed all kind of put in together. What I have done is, because it was three different segments, I've lumped it all in together to make sure. it easier. So let's, let's hear if we can work out what, what you're saying.
0: Okay, so this is flip round. This this should be clear as day. Well, yeah, what so, I thought was a card title and a subtitle, but that now, now appears not to be the case. No. No, okay, so here we go. Lunch <laughs> day. Mean so yeah i can't make any real words out of that at all my man i don't know what what (laughs) what that is i'm not even in time i'm not convinced you actually flipped
1: me not convinced you were sober when i texted you asked you to resubmit them again
0: uh i can't comment on that Uh, okay um so
1: there's chris so next down the line we've got zach so I've kind of rated them, so he's like the second best one. So go into Zach. Zach so, th- so,
0: this is this is Zach from Dice Masters with James and Zach on the YouTubes. Do check them out. Yeah. So, this is this is Zach's uh, attempt to replicate. Yep.
1: has am so 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 so
0: it sounds. It does sound like he was sl- he's not speaking normally. He's just like slowing him down loads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then this is the flipped one now. I play the the reversed one. Yeah. Here we go. Here Better we go. I, let's see if we can make any words out of this one. Okay, <laughs> is Zach calling someone a racist? <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> this is, hang on, let me just. Yes, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Is there a card with a subtitle that this isn't a Keyforge card, <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh dear so okay well yeah sorry zach you're, you're sitting pretty at uh second second worst there <laughs> bested in worseness by me only uh so next we've got Superfam and uh our friend from tailored games down in uh down in devon uh mr mark sloan who listeners might recall was uh, a mod pod winner for our photo challenge last summer. Oh, it was. I've forgotten about that as well. Yeah, see, see. I'm like an elephant, mate. Always thinking, never forget. So here we go then, Mark. Let's see how Mark got on. So this is the uh, replication.
1: So what
0: what really makes that one for me is the uh, chirping parrot in the background. Yeah.
1: Live from the, uh, from, the <laughs> from the
0: from the tropical from the, from the, the tropics of, of Devon. <laughs> so uh, a, a fair effort, Mark. Fair effort. So let's see if we can make out any real words
1: here. <laughs>
0: Hmm, that still sounds like mine and Zach's. You not
1: got it? No. I'm sure there's people out there that must have got it by now. What's up? Hang on.
0: <laughs> right, I can hear dice masters. The phrase dice masters, and I'm wondering, is it historical dice masters? <sighs> Dice
1: Masters is in there, but I think we need to move on to our next entry, James Schwarzenegger Law.
0: <laughs> I'm you James. I said Hello. That in a minute. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's three in here. There's three on James. There, there he is. Ignore the special one. Right. It's okay. Going, <laughs> Aquaman.
1: <A-Aquaman.">
0: Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman. Okay. So here's James's replication attempt. I have the damn seat, sister, and the three. Snaggy, hitna. Get to the chopper. <laughs> 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 I'm a, I have the governor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've got the giggles. How <laughs> <laughs> do you get this one? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Composure. Oh, I right, I get it for this one. Thank you for getting it. Like it. Okay, okay, here we go then. James is the one. Let's go. <laughs> Andy, in dance, he used to be the greatest Dice Masters player. We <laughs> got right. it. So, this Andy is the greatest Dice Masters player? He's close. Am I close? I feel like there was an Andy at the beginning there. I heard greatest quite clearly in Dice Masters there. Either that or Andy is the greatest Aquaman. (laughs) 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 Oh, my word. Right, on to the fifth best of our entries then. Uh, And this is Peter van der Velde. Hello. Out in the Netherlands. Peter, who are to het met jouw? Um, Peter, a notable member of the community for keeping Dutch dice masters alive. In fact, uh, folks, if you if you're in his neck of the woods in April, I forget the date. I think it's the 10th. They're having a uh, uh, an MOPDM-style Dutch event taking place, which we've helped him out with the prizing for. So if you if you if you're in in the Netherlands or nearby, then hop on over. If you've got the dollar for a for an easy jet. So let's have a listen to Peter's attempt then. Hi, Arab. Oh, that sounded very thorough, very precise.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, okay, let's see. Let's see if I can nail it. So this is a phrase, isn't it? You've not done a card and subtitle at all.
1: No, it's a well-known phrase, said
0: often. Is it, Andy's best days are behind him?
1: No, as I said, it's, it's a well-known phrase, that's said often.
0: Right, is it... Uh, Andy's mum loves Chris close but no Okay. here we go <laughs> Peter's attempt Andy England's he's the greatest horse must do well that, that yeah surely that's Andy England is Dice Masters greatest player oh thanks nice for you to say <laughs> is that what it is <laughs> is that what the phrase is
1: the phrase is, Andy England is the greatest dice master's player,
0: and all these people agree. Right, let's have a listen to Jocelyn's then. So, Jocelyn, out in Mrs. Sauga, Mrs. Mrs. Saga. Mrs. Anyway, hi Jocelyn, another super fan. Yeah. Pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, let's have a listen to your attempt. Hi, yel.
1: So some siat success have si. Snelling it, he is not.
0: Mm, another very thorough, precise attempt there. Didn't it just? Yeah. Not, uh, much less kind of reckless abandon <laughs> with which I did it. <laughs> I even had a do-over.
1: Well, <laughs> when you listen to this, also work out that not as she um, managed to, to pretty much nail it, but she's also nailed the fact that it's in an English accent <laughs> as well. She's even got the accent down.
0: <laughs> good skills Jocelyn let's have a listen well she is a colonial yeah true yeah Andy
1: England is for her guys masters yeah so I am
0: <laughs> there we go and so uh, this one here from you this is what it should sound like
1: yeah this is what it was Andy England is the greatest Dice,
0: Masters, Player.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> However, we've got two other entries here. we got one more. Well, Oh, you've done them both together, have you? Uh, yeah, well, they, they did it together. So this is our world champion and first runner-up, Arjun Lucan, otherwise known as the Rolling Thunder Crew, or the Fart Podcast, as we like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did that get into our final edit? Or was that. <laughs> am I referring I to. I think that? it did. Am it's I referring not, to a know. private conversation that me, you, Arjun Lucan, had that's not been <laughs> shared with the world? So uh, I don't mean that. That may sound more offensive than it is, but Arjun Lucan will know what I'm talking about if it wasn't in the original interview we put out when they came on and did the bar. So uh, so what's going on with Arjun Lucans? Why have we separated theirs, uh, Andy? Because they just done their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's have a listen. That's the law. Mr. is similar. I your fantasy. I'm Aaron Levi. You Right, okay. And you flipped this now, have you? I flipped it. it. <laughs> let's have a listen.
1: Mimic Calvin Rankin, because he's everyone. True, Mr.
0: Six. Paul is dead <laughs> <laughs> Paul is dead oh. well I don't sorry if there's any listeners out there who are Beatles fans Luke and his referencing did we talk about this when I may have talked about this when I spoke to them but they, they clearly know that I'm a big Beatles fan Um so the Paul, Paul is dead legend is um, <laughs> that's actually really good better than your attempt to convince the world you're better at Dice Masters than you are
1: <laughs> i mean that's that that argy in that clip sounds a little bit like kit from night rider <laughs> yes
0: yeah when i first listened to it just then as well luke until i quite realized what he said it sounded really quite creepy because to use my name True, Mister Six, and Paul is dead. If you don't catch the Paul, it's <laughs> it's a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but so back in 1968, here you go. Patented Chris Tangent. This is probably why Lucan's done it because he knew this is what would happen. Uh, patented Chris Tangent back in 19. I want to say 60. No, it must be sooner than that. Maybe it was around 1967. Paul McCartney had a motorcycle accident while he was on holiday and he ended up going to hospital he'd cut his lip he had stitches um i think he'd maybe broken a limb and an american radio station one of the small-time american, town american radio stations caught the story uh, but reported that paul had died in the motorcycle ac- accident and there is now as a result of this radio show reporting that paul uh, died even though he didn't there are people now, there's a conspiracy theory that the Paul McCartney we now know, who's out and about touring, recording new albums, he's just had something out recently, painting, eating mm. vegetarian food, all that, all that good stuff, uh, is actually an imposter by the name of Billy Shears, William Shears, who was, very
1: was detailed.
0: Was, it? was a Beatles lookalike competition winner that the Beatles management and recording company found and replaced Paul with because they were such a lucrative band, they couldn't take the risk of Paul's death interrupting album sales. And further to that, pseudomaniac Beatles fans who believe that Paul is dead have uh have the firm passionate belief that the other Beatles were leaving clues in their album covers, in their song lyrics, and most notably in a section of reverse speak that appears at the end of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band.
1: What a uh, what a tangent that was.
0: Yeah. So, for example, if you take a look at the Let It Be album, John, George and Ringo all have white backgrounds behind their portrait, but Paul has a red background, which people have interpreted to mean that, you know, dead, blood. Uh, the Abbey Road, the famous walking across the crossing in Abbey Road. Um, there's a theory that George is all in denim because he's the grave diver, digger. John's all in white because he is representative of God, the angel. Ringo is in a black suit with a white shirt, and he's the undertaker. And Paul is there in the center between the grave digger and the funeral director, Ringo, because he's been buried. They're two, yeah, two clues. Yeah, they're two clues. Yeah so there you go panty chris tangent folks i bet you didn't know you'd learn about that today
1: Uh, i was gonna say it's probably one of the first tangents that was actually interesting
0: oh shut up yeah i'm the greatest dice masters player surely surely camels in north america that must have been an interesting one
1: i must have switched off when you were doing that one (laughs) i can't remember it Uh,
0: yeah yeah yeah. I've, i've educated far beyond the game of dice masters this is a hugely educational experience. Well, uh, thank you so very much, Arj. And Arj, of course, is saying mimic Calvin Rankin because I used him on my One Big Weekend winning team as well as it appeared on his world's winning team. So there you go. There you go. There you go. All right, folks. Well, that there concludes the Global Reverse Scalation Challenge. Thank for you, For now, anyway. For we'll now, see. yeah. Uh, yeah, for now. Uh, thank you for putting that together, mate. That was a lot of fun over the last couple of no, weeks. To- thank you to play that and uh, get the audience involved thank you folks Mm -hmm. for those who who sent a recording in Uh, absolute pleasure to have you in the mix and uh, getting involved with one of our challenges and thank you to arjun lucan for independently steaming off and doing your own thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd like to say thank you to uh uh, Zach, James, Mark, Jocelyn and Peter for, for for all of them thinking that I'm the greatest Dice Masters player. It's appreciated. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, there's apparently a lot of misguided listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is, folks. Uh, another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast comes to an end. In the can. Concluded. Finito. Um, straight off my normal script there. And um, done and done yeah but as a result of straight off my normal script I kind of lost my way I'm usually I hope
1: you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed
0: yeah yeah let me, let, it. hang on. I'll do that again I'll do that again well we'll keep this bit on but I'll do it again now alright okay. and, and sadly folks as all things must this episode of the Ministry of Dice has come to an end we hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it and you'll be back in two weeks time to join us for episode 43 of the Ministry of Dice podcast
1: it's your age, isn't it?
0: 43? Yeah. <laughs> it is not my age. <laughs> I
1: know, it's not your age. I was being mean, sorry.
0: Yeah, you were. Everyone's always mean to me all the time. <laughs> picking on me with the holder modish Schnap six, schnawlawner. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, we, do we know what we're doing for episode 43
1: <laughs> yet? <laughs> we don't know what we're doing until we start doing it.
0: No, that's true. That's true. I knew we were doing global reverse Collation today. We certainly didn't know we were going to be talking about the Paul is dead legend. No,
1: that's, that's true. true. Well, yeah. we've milked the reverse ones for three episodes now. Kind of done that to death.
0: Yeah, well, well, we'll find something else. We'll find something else. Yeah,
1: uh, got a few ideas.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, I look forward to it. Well, uh, the universe usually provides. We were at a loose end this week, folks, and then. <laughs> the sponsor's truck the, internet, like, the just day before we're like oh, bloody sponsor like, oh, said well there's the 15 minutes we were missing <laughs> <laughs> the universe provides uh, don't forget boys and girls we're now putting out content on our YouTube channel so please do head on over there we've got back episodes of the podcast slowly getting uploaded one by one uh, and also games we've been recording games and uploading them both with and without special features commentary so please head on over to youtube.com forward slash the ministry dice. Um, give us a like and subscribe and go check out some of the awesome content we're putting out there quick reminder go check out the Brit Roller com blog to see the tournament reports and teams from the two UK-based one big weekend events. We've TJ, the figurehead of Scottish Dice Masters, did does a lovely write up of theirs in Settlers in Hamilton, and then we've got my write up from the Fanboy Three One week- Weekend in Manchester. Hey uh, hey, sign ups for the two team takedown tournament have passed, so if you're not signed up yet, you're too late. Oh, topical that one. Yeah, yeah, I like to stay on the on the, you know, cutting edge of what's going on. Uh, Quite a lot of Europeans, though, aren't there? Yes, yeah, I can't. um, There was a mention on the Discord channel. I think they've got eight of them are European based. Euro. Yeah, that's good news, and certainly will help out with time zone planning. Yeah, in the in the early certainly in the early stages if they're if they're going to divide the brackets so that'll be fun but uh, I bring it up because keep your eyes out folks I'll try and record my games or maybe get you to come along and record them for me or something I don't know <laughs> we'll, we'll, it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll sort it out we'll sort it out but yeah in the meantime I've been Chris aka True Mr. Six
1: and I've been Andy aka Mozambique
0: here. <laughs> I'm looting over there <laughs> body armour level two we'll see you in two weeks folks bye bye
1: bye Which one is it that you uh KO? Uh, uh, just that one, Big Chopper. <laughs> Can't believe yeah. you never picked up on that. nog, Big
0: Chopper. <laughs> is, that, is that the one I use? The Big Chopper. Yeah, I use the Big Chopper. <laughs> well, don't think I've ever actually read the subtitle. If I'm being honest, mate.